Most entrepreneurs waste an insane amount of time trying to build their business. They are online 24-7, sacrificing their private life and burning out in the process. This is going to end right now. Welcome to the Content Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Virginia Reassis. I'm a serial entrepreneur, copywriter, business coach, and recovered workaholic. I know what it takes to go from burnt out and overwhelmed to building a six-figure business, posting only once a week and working less than five hours per day. My secret? Cutting out all the crap that doesn't move the needle forward in your business and producing content that actually attracts clients and gets you paid while living your best life. Want to create a business and a life you love? Sit back, relax, and let your content do the work for you. Hello, hello, my friend, and welcome to another episode of the Content Launch Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. And before we dive right into this super juicy episode, I do want to send a big warm welcome to some of my new favorite people on the planet. We have new VIP Pass family members. For those of you who don't know, VIP Pass is really my one-year business education program. You get an all-access pass to all of my skill-driven programs, so you learn all the different skills needed to build a wildly profitable and fun multi-six-figure business, honoring your needs, really building a business and a life that you love. Each of my courses targets a very specific skill set, all of them are needed to build a successful business. So without any further ado, welcome Erica, Alenka, Kat, Katie, Maya, Sandra, Artie, Natasha, Simone, Rosemary, and Julie. I am so excited you joined us this year and I can't wait to see you glow up, your business glow up, your bank account glow up. We're going to celebrate all of the glow ups that you're going to have this year and I can't wait to see you on our first coaching call because the VIP pass comes with exclusive quarterly hot seat coaching call. So very, very excited and sending you a big warm welcome again. And without any further ado, let's dive right into this episode. What would you do if you were in my place? This is what one of my clients asked me as the first half of her one-on-one contract with me was over and she had just paid for the second half. And then she was already inquiring about how to continue in January coaching and what she should do, in my opinion. And I have told her that she needed to inform me what kind of support she desires and then we can see if we can find a solution that fits her needs and fits her budget. This is always my first answer when someone asks me about like one-on-one coaching options. So I told her that and she came back to me. She's like, oh, I want to continue coaching with you. Like, I just don't know for how long. I don't know what setting would make the most sense. I'm not super into calls. I think I don't need that many calls. And I was like, yeah, I agree. You're thriving on Voxer or Telegram. You're doing fantastic with asking questions. I agree, you don't need that many calls, and I am happy, always happy, to reduce the number of calls. I'm that way with my coach as well. I really like Voxer support, and I'm like, I have canceled calls where I'm like, can we just not have a call? I have you on Voxer, that's all I need. So 
we agreed on that. And then we went off drifting into a wonderful conversation about investments, about money, about money mindset. And I just want to really share this conversation with you because it's full of juicy, yummy goodness. So after we clarified of like, okay, well, what is her big vision for her business? Like what, where do you want to go? And what kind of support do you need to get there? So we clarified, okay, with the vision that she holds, actually a longer term commitment would make more sense. So she brought up a six or a 12 month contract. Again, asking, what should I do? Can you tell me? And here's the thing. I never answer these questions straight up and telling people what to do. Because first of all, I have a conflict of interest. I'm not going to tell you how you're going to invest your money. Because obviously, I want you to invest your money through me. One, I love making money. Two, I love supporting you. Three, I think it's a smart thing to do. I care so damn much about my clients Like, you first need to find another coach who cares so much. I often dream about my client's content at night, and then in the morning I wake up, and I'm like, I need to box my client. I had this download for how we're going to sell her thing, right? So I have a conflict of interest. I think you should invest with me and through me for as long as it serves you. (laughs) So I told her that. I'm like, look, I cannot... I cannot make this kind of decision for you. I don't have the context of your financial situation. I don't have the context of your private life. I have a conflict of interest because obviously I want you to invest. Like I will not make this decision for you. This is my standard reply when a one-on-one client or a mastermind client asks me to tell them whether they should invest or not. What it really tells me is that they are usually lacking the confidence to make that decision themselves. So what I can do is I can help you uncover what is making you doubt, worry, or hesitate, and then you can make the right decision yourself. And that right decision can either be to say, okay, well, in my current decision, in my current situation, it does not make sense to make an investment like that. Or it can be like, oh, okay, this is what I'm so scared of. And I choose to make the decision that's in my favor long term, right? And that is either investing or not. So my client brought up her worries. And she agreed. She's like, okay, well, I don't want you to tell me what I should do. I want to know how did you make your decision to invest in your coach for an entire year at $80,000. And that is something that I can always share with you. And I was like, okay, well, maybe this, I should even talk about this on the podcast. So when I make investment decisions, I have usually no proof that I'm going to make that money back before the container is over. And that is also truthfully not my focus. I don't make investment decisions based on, will I make this money back in the next three months? Because my focus isn't to build a business that makes X amount of dollars in the next three months. I have a longer term and bigger vision business in mind. So my goals long term are million dollar years and beyond and impact on pretty much a global scale, like I have this kind of big vision. So when I make my investment decisions, I try to make sure it is not going to put my nervous system into a complete meltdown 
breakdown. (laughs) When I joined the mastermind with my previous coach last year, I first inquired about her one-on-one support and she was like, it's 12k per month. Truthfully, 12k per month would have put my nervous system into overdrive at that time. So I was like, okay, well, what is the next container that I can jump in without feeling like everything, my whole livelihood is at stake. Because I have kids, I have responsibilities. 12K was out of my zone of comfort and out of my zone of like (laughs) still nervous system safety. So I don't look at investments thinking about when I will make my return on investment. All I do is I estimate how much insecurity I can really handle without putting myself into fight or flight mode. So that is like the minimum requirement I have for an investment. And this is wildly personal, right? That said, I have gone into debt for investments. I have borrowed money from my parents for investments. And this is something where I felt comfortable enough because I never had a shred of doubt that I'm going to make this money back. And also, as a reference point, I don't look at this as money spent on me. (laughs) I look at this and I think about, okay, well, Does it make sense long term? Will this help me become the kind of person who can hold high level businesses and high level income? Is this the kind of experience I'm really missing? Like, am I, do I have a blind spot or some kind of flaw or something that I really want to learn from that person who is embodying something that I don't have yet? So for my last coach, I was looking at her, I was like, holy crap, how can she hold this many things, this many offers, this many followers at those price points all at once? Like, it felt like such a high intensity frequency, so much energy to hold. And I was like, I want to learn how to hold this much without hating myself and hating my life, at least. Like, how do you do that? And that is definitely something that I have taken away from her and really learned a new way of being because I've learned what she already embodies. And that is how I selected her. Now, my current coach, I selected more so on my desire to have high touch support as I'm making some massive shifts in my business. I really wanted someone who cares deeply about me as a person and about my business and my vision, someone who can really, who isn't scared to go nitty gritty detailed with me and someone who understands the psychological demands of scaling your business to seven figures and beyond. So that is how I chose my second coach. Now, did I have all the feels when I signed that contract over almost $80,000? You betcha, I did. I absolutely had feels about it. The next couple of days or even weeks, I was like, oh my God, what have I done? I have no proof. And also I have the tools to calm my nervous system because 80,000 is big, yes, And also, it's not going to make me homeless, even if I couldn't pay it at times. It's not going to threaten our survival. So that was one of the preconditions for me. Now, when I look at an investment like that, here is what I think. I think investments and normalizing bigger numbers are essential. I really do. 
Would you go to a doctor who never really invested into getting the medical training? No? Okay, well, great. Then I don't want to work with a business owner who's never invested into their business, right? And into themselves and becoming a proper business person. Even if you are like technically selling workouts or fitness or parent coaching, like I still want to work with someone who takes their business so seriously that they are committing resources to that business. It's like walking into the front door of a store and you're like, oh my God, you're using old Ikea boxes to prop up your goods and everything kind of looks like super wonky. Like that wouldn't be a trustworthy business for me to do business with and leave my money at. So for me personally, I think every business owner should be investing in their business and should be investing in their business owner skills. So for me, it's a non-negotiable really. And I can tell instantly if you're investing in your business because your storefront is literally your social media profile and your website and all of those things. So for me, a website isn't a necessity, but a good social media profile is. Are you currently propping up your goods, your services on Ikea boxes and rented content ideas and like, I don't know, just winging it and it just doesn't look professional, it doesn't look good, it's not clear what you sell and so on and so forth. So for me, that is that is actually essential. I am so much more likely to buy from someone if they have a good social media presence versus if they don't. And then for the investment itself, well, what I talked about with my client was like, okay, so that is something that she very clearly understood. Like she understands the value of business coaching. That's not something I needed to convince her of because she already knew. <laughs> That's why she was already my one-on-one client. But how do you decide between long-term and longer-term containers? She herself brought up, she's like, I think I want to do six or 12 months. I just don't know which of the two I would want to do. And I said, okay, well, let's look at your big business vision. Like, where do you want to be? Do you just want to get your passive digital products up and running, build one or two funnels? Then six months is perfectly fine. After that, you can probably handle this yourself. But if you have a bigger vision with like maybe other courses or one-on-one coaching with lots of other containers, a full client growth journey, and like really want to scale your business to like maybe more than just national popularity, maybe even international popularity and like really scaling it bigger than what you maybe even envision right now, then that's a journey where like six months is truthfully too short. Six months in business, they fly by in a heartbeat. In order to really build one, two, three, four big offers, like six months isn't enough. I only build one maximum two new offers every six months, and that is from someone who's already super experienced in creating, building, and launching brand new offers. Six months is nothing in business. So I was like, okay, well, if you have that larger term vision, you really need the time and the space to come up with the idea for a new offer, create the new offer, run it at least, practice selling it once or twice, run it at least once or twice so that you can have feedback. And then you spend some time reiterating and improving that offer before you actually have the thing, the final product, the actual asset that was created 
right? So six months is a short period of time. If you have small business goals, you're like, I just want to have these passive income funnels and be done. And that's all I want to do online. Great. Take the six months. But if you have a bigger vision than just launching one, maybe two new offers, then you really can't do with a shorter term commitment than, than 12 months. And the other thing is, as you're building your business, as you're scaling your business, you will eventually run into problems. It's not if, it's when. And when you run into a problem, do you really want to have a brand new coach that you've never ever worked with before? Or do you want to have someone who already has seen you in your best of times and knows how you take, knows how you make decisions, knows what you respond to, knows how you cope, knows what your fight or flight mode is, so that they can support you when shit actually hits the fan. This was so crystal clear for me, and this was one of the key decisions why I chose to work with my coach for an entire year, or sign on with her for an entire year. I'm already working with her since June. Because I wanted someone who knows me and can support me when crisis happens based on all the knowledge and experience she already has guiding me in the best of times. So business was doing great and I decided to sign on with that coach because I was like, okay, I know eventually it's going to go down. So in that case, I want your support and not someone else. And then the last consideration that I have when I signed on with my coach, despite this big, scary investment, was, okay, it's actually the cheaper option for me. I looked at my investment history of the last year. I was like, okay, here's a 35K mastermind. Here's another 35K container. Here is all the courses I have bought, all the different resources, all the different things I invested in and through. I was like, okay, well, at 78 $80,000. Like I have just capped my investment. I know exactly how much money I'm going to be spending next year on one-on-one support. I'm probably not going to be buying anything else. Or if I buy something else, or if I invest in something else, it's like a hyper-specific course on one specific topic where I feel like I have a gap. My mentor has a lot of different programs. If I need anything, I can access all of those programs. If not, she can nudge me in the right directions where I can find specific resources based on what I really need. So overall, it's actually a cheaper decision to, or a smart business decision to invest long-term into one type of container, one thing that you're really desiring, then shop around and buy all the different things, right? It's the same thing if you go grocery shopping and if you're hungry because you're never really fully satisfied with the level of support that you have right now, you're just going to be impulse buying all the different things rather than reminding yourself like, oh, I just had food. I have all the food at home. Like, I'm good, <laughs> right? It's just one boxer message or a telegram message away. So those were the big considerations that I have made when I chose to invest. Now, my client is smart. My client brought up multiple follow-up questions and objections, including, but you already make so much money. You've just had 100K month. That month alone could pay for that coaching for all of next year. Well, that's not true because 100K in sales is not 
100K cash and is not 100K in profit. So I had 100 something K sales month, but cash mm, was slightly lower. So I had 125K in sales and cash was like 98 or something or 90, something in between there. Okay, and off those 90K in sales, you can't forget there was like 25 or 30K in ad spend that we have to pay. We also have team members that we're paying. We're paying ourselves salaries. So in the end, what is left over? Was it a great month? Absolutely, yes, it was. But what is left isn't 100K. You need to stop thinking that when someone shares how much sales or cash they make, like people who run a big business also have a big support behind them. Right? We have team members, multiple team members, amazing team members, and I'm so happy to pay them. We have we have ad spend to pay. Our profit margin is good. It's it, it's what our business is supposed to have, and also it still needs to be deducted from the sales that we're making. Right? So don't confuse sales with profit. Sales, cash, and profit are not the same thing. So did 78K feel scary when I made it? Absolutely, because back then my sales were more like 40 to 60K with ad spend, with team expenses, with our own salaries to be deducted, with the coachings that we're already paying, right? So that's very, very important to consider. Don't discount the fact when someone who's further ahead of you makes bigger investment decisions that it's going to be easy for them because they're further ahead in their business and they're making so much money already. That's just not true because you never know what the profitability of a business actually looks like. And then the other follow-up question that my client had, again, she's very, very smart. She was like, but haven't you saved a lot of money? I mean, you should have been building wealth all this time. Well, should I? You need to look at my business. My business is only three, three years old right? My coaching business. Until now, I have still been building assets. I have been building assets as in I've built my coaching skills that those are assets. I have built my offer suite and validated my offers and proven that my offers work, collected tons and tons of testimonials. Those are all assets that I built. I have built my social media platform and I've built my email list and my Facebook group. Those are all assets. And I've invested a lot into coachings to even help me create these assets. Assets are valuable goods that you then can monetize. I have not been building wealth until now. I am just now starting to build wealth until now, personal wealth especially, until now I have snowballed most of what I've been making. Yeah, I've been paying myself a salary, obviously, and it was a good salary. It was not outrageously big. It was also not nothing, right? My business partner also has the same salary as me. And then again, team expenses and so on, that all gets deducted. But also building my team is another asset that I've built. Because my business, at the scale that it is, if my team is not something I invested in, then it will fall apart, right? We don't want that. 
if we're building a business, we have to focus on first building all of the different assets. Now, I've built a lot of different assets over the last three years, and I've hired coaches to help me build those assets. Until now, I've snowballed most of my investments or most of my sales, most of my profit back into the business to keep growing my assets. Only now I'm, I'm reaching the point where I am really building wealth, where I am really building a substantial, sellable, liquid base of wealth, where I can invest in other assets that are going to start to grow my wealth. Until this point, until my 100k month approximately, I have mostly been investing into the assets because you can't build wealth if you have no assets that can actually create that wealth, right? It's kind of like wanting to harvest apples when you haven't even grown the apple tree yet to harvest a bunch of apples, right? If you've got this like itty bitty little minimum thing standing in your garden, it's like, I don't know, two meters tall, just a meter wide, has seven branches and four apples per year in total, like you're not building wealth, you're not even like you're barely getting enough to survive, right? Then you grow it a little bit, you're like, okay, great, now I get 40 apples per year, or let's make it 56. So it's like one apple per day keeps the doctor away. All my minimal needs are met. Now I don't need to water this thing anymore. Yeah, no, that's not building wealth. That's not allowing you to thrive. That is just minimal bare effort. And if you stop watering that thing, who says it's not going to go down just a little bit and boom, you're back in survival mode. So when you invest, you really have to look at, okay, I need to build this strong, sturdy tree with lots of different branches, lots of places cash can come in from. And that means building assets long term, your skill set, your offers, like actually having having things to sell enough apples so you can sell them and good apples, good quality apples, not some like shrimply little thing that no one actually wants to buy. Yeah, so you have to invest time and energy and expertise into creating those. They need to make sense, right? And if you don't have all these skills and expertises, you need to actually invest in buying them into your business so you can create a good strong tree with multiple branches as in like multiple places to have cash inflow. The average millionaire has seven different places, seven different streams of income. With your business, you've built just one. <laughs> right? So you need to actually build that big strong tree that asset, those different assets, the people who are watering this tree when you're on holiday or when it's the weekend, because you can't be 24-7 standing by your tree watching to make sure no one steals it, supporting the people who are coming to pick your apples, right? It just, it grows over your head. Eventually, you need support, so you need to invest in your team, and so on and so forth. So if you want a rock-solid business with a bigger vision than just feeding yourself, you just can't get around investing in the different assets. And that also means buying in the expertises that you don't have. And this is why I decided to go with my coach long term. Needless to say, my client was like, super, super intrigued. She was so curious. She really wanted to know and understand the thought processes. I still don't have a reply from her what she's going to do and how she's how what decisions she's going to make. And she needs some time to think about it. And truthfully, that that's perfectly fine with me. We also need to stop pushing people into our containers, right? Please, this is a love note to all the bro marketers out there. 
there's no pressure for her to make a decision. She still has two months left in the container, but it was such an inspiring, juicy conversation to have. And she was really excited about having this conversation with me because she was like, I really want to understand how you think and how you make these decisions. Because if I want to have the same level of success that you have, like I want to understand how I need to think to get there. And that is really what coaching is all about. Learning from your mentor and embodying the things that he or she is already really freaking good at so that you can become the kind of person who holds the kind of business or success that they hold or who maintains the kind of dream body and like ideal weight that they maintain so easily and effortlessly. It is much more about embodying and if you really truly embody what they're teaching and preaching and being, then it's not even a question whether you're going to get there or not, really, because the end result becomes the inevitable consequence of you embodying all of these lessons and these ways of success, successful ways of being, truthfully. So, should you go into debt? Should you ask for a loan from your parents to make an investment? I truthfully cannot tell you this answer. Have I done it? Yes. Do I have clients who have taken up loans or asked their parents to for, for a loan? Yes, they have. But it really truly depends on your unique situation. It depends on what your life actually looks like. It it depends on the amount of risk or the amount of discomfort really that you can handle before you enter fight or flight mode. So just know any kind of investment that is outside of your comfort zone and that's where you want to be because if it's comfortable, you're not really stretching <laughs> out of it, right? You're not really growing if you stay in the same place. So any kind of investment is go inevitably going to feel a little or a lot scary depending how far out of your comfort zone it is. And at the same time, you need to make sure that when you make this investment, you don't completely error message your nervous system. If nervousystem.exes stopped working and your entire time in that container is only focused on like, oh my God, I'm dying. Like, I'm never going to be able to make this money back. I'm about to go live under a bridge because I spent all this money on a parenting coach and so on and so forth. Like, then it was, then it was too big. That is where you don't want to go. But if you can make an investment and be like, this feels really really big and expansive. It's definitely out of my comfort zone. And I know eventually I'm going to have the success that I want and I'm going to have embodied what I came here to embody. Then you're good. Then you're golden. That is exactly where you want to be. Content loungers, listen up. This is your chance to ditch the hustle and take a massive leap in your business and your income. This month, one of you guys is going to work with me one-on-one -on -one, and together we will create a content strategy that turns you into a client and money magnet without working more. This is valued at over $2,000. And to get in on this, simply leave me a five-star review, take a screenshot and DM it to me on Instagram. Wishing you all massive success in your business. See you next week. And until then, sit back, relax, and let your content do the work for you.